What's going on, boys and girls? We got a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. I had on the show the young, the powerful Serena Abue. Terrific interview with her. Young lifter, but an extremely accomplished lifter. Uh, USAPL national champion, competed in IPF Worlds. Hasn't been in this sport long, but she has been an inspiration to many and has turned a lot of heads in this sport. So really great conversation with her. But before I get into our interview with Serena, I want to talk to you guys about Two White Lights, new sponsor. I'm very excited to be a part of their team, and I cannot tell you how grateful I am that they are sponsoring us, Leflar Bros Apparel. Ladies and gentlemen, leflarbros.com and get yourself some merchandise. They sent me some t-shirts and a baseball tee around two weeks back, and I love them. And... I don't bullshit a lot. I do really like the merchandise. The tees fit great. The clothes fit great. I'm going to get myself a fanny pack. I know that. I'm going to get myself probably a crop top. I know I think they only sell in women's, but Russ he wears a crop top. I need to wear a crop top too. They got baseball tees. They got t-shirts. They got cutoffs. They got joggers. They got sweatshirts. If you visit leflarbros.com, you will see all that and more. Get yourself on leflarbros.com and buy yourself some merchandise. Also, visit Rivalus.net while you're there. Get yourself some pre-workout brand chain amino acids, creatine, protein, you, you name it. Rivalus has got it. Use promo code ANGEL15 and save yourself some money. And while you're visiting those two amazing websites, go to 2 and get yourself some t-shirts, some apparel. Check out our blog. Um, I know I haven't been writing on the blog in a very long time, but I think I'm going to. I think the creative juices are flowing. And in 2020, I'm going to make that my goal. Um, I think New Year's resolutions are bullshit, but I am not, I'm not going to make this a resolution of mine, but I will write more on that blog in 2020. So be on the lookout for that. And here it is, Two White Lights. sixth and two white lights is back uh it's been a while we have not recorded a episode in a long time uh yeah after we interviewed joe sanic yeah the show went on a bit of a hiatus had nothing to do with joe of course um he had nothing to do with it after after i interviewed him the weeks after my computer started to act like a dick so i had to get that fixed and a few guests were supposed to be on the show on an interview kind of flaked on me at the last second so that kind of sucked, and then the holidays rolled around, and I'm not going to do a whole lot of uploading podcasts for multiple reasons. One, I have a life, kind of. I mean, I have a life, but, you know, I, I'm not trying to make my life seem more important. And two, um, I don't think a lot of people are going to listen, and I think that'll be kind of shitty if we have a really awesome guest and no one really listens to it, and especially if we're talking about topical things. So, didn't want to do that. So, it's 2020. We're starting off with a bang because I asked the fans, the viewers, the listeners, who they wanted to see on the show, and a lot of people said they wanted to just have more females on the show, which I totally agree, and we had a good one on the show, Serena Abue, 
terrific interview with her. We get into, you know, the, the greatest hits. Uh, why she started powerlifting, how she started powerlifting, how she got involved in fitness. A really good story there. Talk about her as a competitor. Talk about some future goals. Um, it is the new year, so we're, we didn't do the whole, like, cliche bullshit episode of what our New Year's resolutions are and what our plans for Two White Lights and us as a competitor uh, will be in 2020. I'm not going to bore you with that kind of stuff. But we had a really good conversation there. We played some word association. I should have probably explained the game of word association better. That's on me. Um, I never do that, by the way. I just assume everyone knows what word association is because I'm a dummy. But I'm rambling, so I'm going to not ramble anymore. And here is our interview with Serena Abue. And as promised, I got with me fan-requested interview we promise to have more females on the show. Here she is, Serena Abue from New Mexico. How are you doing? And I apologize if I fucked up your last name. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm cold. New Mexico's freezing. It is. Well, what's the temperature? I hate to start off this interview with a weather conversation, but we're going to start <laughs> off this com- this interview with a weather conversation. So you're going to have to deal with like that for 30 seconds. How How cold is it over there? It's like 26 degrees. That is colder than Illinois right now. Illinois has usual shitty winters, but it's like 45 degrees here. It's actually pretty awesome. Not bad. Yeah, it just started like sprinkling snowing right now. Well, that's good. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, again, it's probably going to be like negative 45 degrees here like in two weeks and all my pipes are going to burst and it's going to be just a shitty winter. But you get coaching under Joe Stanek, correct? Mm Mm-hmm, correct. He's the best coach I've ever had. Uh, well, he's the only coach I ever had, but, like, I don't think I would want any other coach. <laughs> okay. So what's your least favorite thing about him? Least favorite thing? Ah, uh, I don't really – I don't think I have anything. <laughs> I mean, nothing? Nothing at all? Uh-uh. All right. Joe, you're passing the test right now. This is actually probably the best way to advertise his coaching. That one of his clients can't say I, – I, I mean, I, if I thought of something, I could probably say something mean to him, but <laughs> – I, I get coaching under him, too. So far, so good. And that's kind of how I caught wind of you. I've always seen your page on my Instagram Explorer. Mm-hmm. Like, always seen it. But I wasn't, like, sure if you were a powerlifter, bodybuilder, or that kind of thing. Then you came to search new levels at Raw Nationals. And you had a terrific meet over there. And I saw it. I'm like, oh, she's an uh, awesome powerlifter. So that's when I started following. And then I noticed that Joe has got a bunch of, like, arsenal of terrific athletes mm-hmm. and yeah since i've been following so terrific power lifter great background in the sport at a young age as well so tell me how did you get your start in powerlifting and fitness give us your origin story um so i i don't know my story's kind of complicated because i started off like with cross country and everything mm-hmm. but then that slowly turned into something bad which turned like um, I guess I was like not in a good mind frame cause I was dealing with anorexia, um, uh, whenever I was in cross country. And so I had to stop like every physical activity for about two years, um, when I was like in and out of hospitals and stuff like that. And so I would say in 2016 or 2000, at the end of 2017, that's when I started getting to, um, powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Around the same time as me. So you mentioned something there with anorexia. Has, has mm-hmm. powerlifting kind of helped you with that? Oh, 
Oh, for sure. Like, I don't know. I think I would still probably be, like, in very disordered, um, like, behaviors. And I think I would have ultimately died from my eating disorder if I haven't, like, found this passion that, like, keeps me going and makes me want to be better. Mm -hmm. So I've always kind of said that people in fitness, I think they're on that borderline of having a really unhealthy relationship with food. Mm -hmm. So how did you kind of get away from that? How did you start building a healthy relationship with food? Honestly, it was, like, really hard. And sometimes, like, I still find myself, like, struggling. Um, just, like, these rules that we set in our heads, I guess we, like, start to... It's kind of like an OCD thing, mm -hmm. I guess. And we just have, like, food rules. And I still find myself, like, falling into some of those um, rules. And I think it's... I think for me, that biggest thing was that food was fuel for me, and I just needed to remember, like, I'm getting stronger if I eat more, and that's been helping me a lot. Yeah, I, when I go through, like, just a lot of, just, it, especially in my early days of fitness, because I mentioned on the show before that I got into fitness, one, due to high school football, but it was mostly due to, you know, I wanted to look better. I wanted to be a bodybuilder, and... It's that fine line between a really unhealthy relationship with food and a just not even a healthy relationship with food, just a better relationship with food. Because there was a lot of, like, seriously, that OCD of not going over your macros. Mm -hmm. And then thinking, like, wait, why is it such a big deal if I go over my macros? But you still couldn't get your body to do it. Yeah. And I think it's, it's like a, it's a, it's like a pendulum that kind of goes. It's like it could be either super unhealthy or still kind of unhealthy, but it could lead to good things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I feel that too. Like, I remember whenever, um, like, my eating disorder was the heaviest, I couldn't even eat, like, 14 grapes. Like, I had a plan. I could only eat 13 grapes or four nuts. And if I go over, then it's like my life is over or mm -hmm. something. Yeah, and, it, and I used to tell people, like, when I used to weigh my vegetables out, like, I needed to have three ounces of broccoli. Now, if I ate five ounces of broccoli, I would be probably pretty good. <laughs> like, I would not gain any fat at all. I would look mm -hmm. fine. But it was that weird OCD mentality, which it could be. So you said uh, powerlifting helped you. How did it exactly describe how powerlifting kind of took you, you know, out of that, that mindset? Honestly, like, it was really scary doing it because I remember debating for a long time if I should like just start like lifting heavier because I thought I would just get bulky and I was like I just want to be lean and I want to I don't want to like have such a bulky frame and stuff like that but like seeing my sisters like I I used to go to the gym whenever or they were they started powerlifting whenever I was in treatment and stuff like that so I would like look at them and be like, I wish I could be in their position and I really want to get stronger and be out of this hospital so I could start like lifting and they were like positive role models for me. And then also at the same time, it kind of weighed me down a bit because it's like, I want to do what they're doing. So it kind of got like depressing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, I would say I got into lifting like slowly in 2017 and I noticed like, I was starting to feel more stronger and better. And, like, I felt like 
I had a reason to eat. Like, mm-hmm. like even though it's kind of like a bad way to look at it, because like everyone should eat for that's how you survive. Mm-hmm. But it kind of just gave me like a reason to, I guess, and that's kind of what helped me initially. Mm-hmm. And just seeing myself like gain a little bit of muscle like here and there it like kept me going and I'm like hey so this lifting heavy isn't gonna make me fat and I'm not going to just bulk up when I start stop doing cardio and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so yeah that's um and and you mentioned that this hesitancy from people to either get into powerlifting because it's uh, like you know you know you don't want your physique to get bulky but also you say that like it's still a bad way to view food as it's just going to be fuel, so it gives you an excuse to eat more. But mm-hmm. I would argue that people who are have a good sense of their macros and character macros, that's still technically a bit of an eating disorder mm-hmm. because we're eating food to get energy so we can just go about and do our day so we don't feel miserable. That's the only reason to eat. So I think any, like any way you can use food to help you, it, it, it's still not the intention for calories, but it's still providing some use, and it, it's obviously had a great impact on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've made tremendous progress in the sport at a short period of time, and did you think that this would happen? Because we, we made the fan request, like the post, and your name came up several times. Wow. And, there, I mean, there's... And um, our fan base, if you guys look at Spotify, it's not mostly female actually it's the exact opposite it's like 92 percent male fan base so like the females who do listen to the show one shout out thank you for listening to the show but that's where the requests were coming in was for you so did you think that you would be in this position that's crazy like not at all i i thought i was gonna quit right after my first powerlifting meet um because like although i liked it i didn't feel like i was competitive enough and it was discouraging. I was like, how am I going to, like, be up there and will this all be a waste, kind of? And I was getting coached by my sister into my first meet. And it wasn't, like, an actual coach, I guess. It was kind of just like, here's your program. Like, do it. And um, so I kind of, like, didn't get, like, that experience of, like, a full coach and, like, how it is to actually get stronger. I kind of just did my own thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. After my first meet, I was like, well, this is really cool. And I remember Amber, she was like, hey, my boyfriend could coach you. And I was like, are you serious? I was, like, really scared. I was like, I don't know. I can't give up my independency. Like, I like to be in charge of what I do. And it was just really scary at first. But, yeah, never in a million years did I think, like, I would be able to compete in Sweden and be, like, in the position I'm at right now and I still can't really like grasp it because I have like weird imposter syndrome so whatever's mm-hmm. happening to me I don't feel like it's happening to me and I kind of just like I don't know I still feel like I didn't accomplish anything that I accomplished in a way mm-hmm. so that's something that I'm trying to work on is just like know who I am I guess <laughs> oh and, and it's a difficult thing to actually accomplish and it sounds weird to a lot of people, but I think a lot of high-level athletes and high-level actors and people who have accomplished that have that imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. where no matter what they've done, they feel like it's just like, oh, you know, I haven't accomplished this yet, so therefore, not exactly 
I shouldn't be in the position I am now. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, exactly. and and yeah, it happened so many times with me throughout like powerlifting. I'm, I mean, I think you think I started the same time as you, like 2016, 2017 was my first meet, and like I didn't think I was good enough to be in USAPL. Like I thought, like oh, I should probably stick to APF. I think USAPL is like that's where the that's where the good lifters should go. And then I did a USAPL, me like, well, I didn't do nationals. Like nationals is like if I do those numbers in nationals, then maybe I'm a lifter. Then I did a nationals, like, well, that was only one national meet. Like I need to do several of them in order to actually like solidify myself, which could be a good like healthy way of thinking, but also like the obsession could be negative. But yeah. How, uh, and, you competed in Sweden. How how was that? It was so much fun. Like, I didn't do the numbers that I wanted to, of course, because, like, traveling internationally was my first time. And also, like, I don't know. I just wasn't, like, super happy with my performance. But I was just, like, happy to be there. And it was just crazy. Like, it's still, I can't, like, believe that I was up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... I I think international meets kind of they kind of screw with lifters in a way, but also it's like this crazy crazy realization. It's like wow, I'm in a different country just lifting weights. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like a weird way to look at it. It's like hmm, I came all this way to lift weights in a different country, <laughs> but yeah. it's cool. Like it has a different vibe than like nationals and all of that. It feels like more strict, I guess. It's like. Maybe just the one that I went to, like mm-hmm. it, everything was just white and there wasn't like music playing or anything. <laughs> I think Ricky Cho told me the same thing where it's a little bit more, it's it's more intimate. IPF World is yeah. more intimate because it's like a highly competitive thing. And, I, and Raw Nationals is, but it's more of a party atmosphere and the atmosphere is just a little bit different at... Bless you, at Raw. I'll edit that out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like Raw Nationals has a little bit more of a party like atmosphere. Yeah, to it. yeah, and I feel like I think I'm more of like the party environment. So, how did you like Raw Nationals in Illinois? Because I was stoked that they had in Illinois. I, I, I live 15 minutes away from the venue. So, how was this year's Raw Nationals? It was nice. I had, like, no complaints, like, um, I don't know, I think it was, like, the best meet I had so far, for sure, and, like, I felt like it was a lot similar to the one in Spokane, too, Mm -hmm. they were both really good. Nice, any impressions of Lombard, did you enjoy your time in the gem of Lombard, Illinois? In Chicago? Lombard, um, there's a distinction, (laughs) a lot of people, I think they thought about they were going to Chicago, but they actually Uh, were in Lombard, Illinois. (laughs) Like, like <laughs> yeah, a lot different. Lombard from Chicago, a lot different. Yeah, I liked it. I didn't go exploring a lot because it was, like, cold, and um, we didn't really have that much time. So I'm kind of sad about that. But I really like the Surge. That Surge gym was really nice. Best gym in Illinois, Surge New mm-hmm. Levels. Thank you for the plug. I didn't even have to tell you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. No, it deserves it. <laughs> yeah, Surge New Levels, best gym in Illinois. I love that place. And, yeah, I missed you when you were in there, but um, – mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw a lot of amazing USAPL lifters, and it was like, I had incredible FOMO during that time, fear of missing out, because I just saw all these lifters that I loved go into surge. I'm like, I can't really train. I'm competing this week. Like, me going to surge has, there's no reason for me to be there. You should have just went there to stretch. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I actually did one day just to stretch and see if I could run into a few people that I admired. Speaking of lifters, like we kind of look up to, was there any person like when you started powerlifting that you were just like, I want to be that person? I don't know. I think my sisters, of course, like really motivated me. By the way, it was funny. I knew of all three of you. Didn't know yeah, until like a month ago <laughs> that you were all sisters. I don't know a lot of people. And I did. didn't even know my current coach was dating. You're like one of your sisters until somebody oh, had to tell me. Coach? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But Joe, yeah, you didn't know Joe's my coach. No. Oh yeah, yeah, Joe's my coach, and oh, it, it's a it's a recent um think right after Raw Nationals, he actually, I I shared a story on the show, but um, he listened to my interview with Deadlift Panda uh, Yangsu, and he saw me in the warm up room and introduced himself to me, and then we kind of conversed back and forth. And, yeah, then I got coaching from him after Raw Nationals, and I interviewed him, and, like, a week before I interviewed him, like, I had no idea that you were dating Swalisi <laughs> until someone <laughs> until someone told me. And then and then somebody had to tell me, he's like, you know they're all related, right? I'm like, what? What is such a small world? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. They're, like, shocked when they're related. But I'm like, I don't think, like, how could people not put the two and two together? Like, oh, boy. <laughs> you know why? You guys have Instagram handles. Oh yeah. In, you, you, we are known not for our names but for our Instagram handles. Yeah. I'm called 14 Power way more powerlifting <laughs> meets than I am Angelo. It always happens. <laughs> Even though you're technically saying my name if you say 14 Power. But last name's 14 Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, create the most creative I've ever got was my Instagram <laughs> handle. That's that's the top point of my creative career. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, lifters you admire. You said your sisters, your sisters have been amazing competitors mm -hmm. for the past, like, three or four years. Yeah, yeah, they have. So that really inspired me, too. And, um, I don't feel like I really I idolize people. Mm -hmm. Maybe I do. Um, I like Steph Cohen. Like, she's the OG. Um, yeah, other than that, like, I just... There's not one person there I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I feel like I appreciate, like, every kind of lifter because mm -hmm. I think they're all cool. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> so, where would you put, like, where would you rank powerlifting as far as importance in your life? Because I said before, you've had, you, you have a lot, you wear a lot of hats. You know, you have a great YouTube channel, um, Baker. You have a lot of, you know, those awesome, which I was always a big fan of when I first started like in the fitness, like cooking mm -hmm. videos and like mm -hmm. recipe things. I really like those. So where would you like rank powerlifting as far as all that? Like of my hobbies and stuff like that? I mean, if you're going to put powerlifting as, you know, just in life's importance, if you're going to rank it in life importance, where would you put it? I would say always my family first mm -hmm. and then like my friends and then powerlifting. Okay. So then now compare it to your hobbies powerlifting first okay <laughs> and so, then i would say probably drawing and then cooking yeah i was i actually forgot to mention the uh the artwork that you do as well because like it and actually you're in a good position because we had um a great female powerlifter on the show um janelle vetger um great interview with her but she said like powerlifters fall into this trap that they only have one hobby and it's powerlifting yeah. 
and you can one day like sooner rather than later actually not powerlift anymore mm-hmm. like and then it's like hard to find other hobbies because you're just like uh I, you, I, I don't know yeah i feel like it's really important to have like diverse um hobbies because you never know which one could just like stop <laughs> yeah i i, yeah, I agree because if if like powerlifting is taken away for some people like that could lead to some ugly things but if you have enough things to like filter either your creative energy or competitive energy you're probably gonna be better off so i always i always even though i'm like a hypocrite because i don't think i have that thing because every hobby I do is dictated around powerlifting, like a podcast. It's a powerlifting podcast. Powerlifter. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, and every other like thing I get myself into, it's somehow related to powerlifting. Related so to powerlifting. So I, yeah. I'm probably a hypocrite, but just telling people to find something else, find some other hobby. It could be something small or something you know big. Just mm-hmm. find something, and I think you do a really good job of that. Thank you. I try to like keep it diverse. I never even I never even realized like how much I actually have. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I mean. Because people do, especially with like the, because you are part of that fitness, um, like social media. Like that's how you're reaching people through social media, and a lot of people use powerlifting just as like a business thing. Like yeah. okay, I'm gonna use this to kind of promote something else, and then that's my real passion. Like powerlifting is mm-hmm. that way to kind of get me to that real passion so yeah. it's it, it's good to have this multiple things mm-hmm. so what is next for you what, what what are some future plans that you have in the sport crazy sounds like i really want to be at the top of um like juniors and whenever i'm like probably old because i feel like are how how much does the juniors go up to? Like twenty three? Twenty three. I think it's twenty through twenty three. Mm, okay, yeah. So like by the time I'm that age, like I really want to be at the top, and mm-hmm. um, I think I don't know. That just like sounds kind of crazy for me to even say it, but like I'm just gonna put it out there. Like that's what I want to be, mm-hmm. and I feel like my next or my next goal right now is to um get the national record deadlift again um and i think i'm gonna try that at colgate's or <laughs> collegians colgate nationals sponsored Col- by the in, in all of north america <laughs> i don't know why i always say that i never not say colgate's <laughs> i might keep that in because it's hilariously but <laughs> colgate nationals sounds much better but yeah Colle- collegiate yeah, yeah collegiate using just collegiate makes it sound much more important than it is it does i like i like that they use collegiate and not college nationals collegiate collegiate sounds so much more professional yeah it sounds like dang she's going to collegiate yeah she's she's going to collegiates that's cool (laughs) yeah very scholarly that they use that Mm -hmm. word yeah i think that's an april right i am not sure um or I mean the be- the better term for it is frat nats. I like uh, I like the term frat nats oh, for that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure. Actually, uh, a friend told me that he wants to see me at collegiate nationals doing two white lights there, oh, so I yeah. get some interviews because collegiate nationals is a lot cooler than I think people give it credit for mm-hmm. because of the the team aspect. The team aspect yeah. I think at collegiate nationals is awesome. The fact that college 
teams, powerlifting teams, really use that as a platform to compete with one another. Where nationals is, I don't want to say a clout grab for a lot of people, but it's a clout grab for a lot of people, and they're really there for either themselves and just individual goals, which is fine. This is an individualized sport, but I think collegiate nationals has a pretty cool team aspect. And IPF Worlds, kind of, even though I think a lot of a lot of the competitors there are yeah, trying to like win for themselves, which is good, to... which is fine. I'm uh-huh. not knocking that at all. So that's your next meet? Yeah. So April. So are you going to – so are you going to – is the planned collegiate nationals, then nationals, or is it going to be a oh, filler yeah, meet yeah. in between? Collegiate nationals and then nationals. All right, sweet. Yeah. So and then hopefully to qualify for um, Worlds in 2021 to go to Cape Town. Yeah, 2020, Belarus, where you're not just into <laughs> the na- – shout out no, to all of our no, Belarus I listeners. I don't know if we have any. <laughs> I don't feel like it's a good investment right now for, like, a broke college kid. Like, I'd rather save it for Cape Town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cape Town is amazing. I've never been there, but that's actually a really, like, awesome place to go. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I was very surprised at their choice of Belarus again. Yeah. I know because of all that happened. Well, that of course, but <laughs> but the other part is like we had Belarus two years ago, or three years ago, two or three years ago. Let's not go to a place again. Let's let's spread it out. Let's spread out the love a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you you have. I mean, I understand that there's there's a whole lot of other aspects that go into picking a venue, but let's try something. Let's try Canada. Yeah, it's a cool place, Vancouver. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm pulling names out of my ass right now, but yeah, Canada's <laughs> fun. Um, let's have one in America for once. Like, I, have they yeah. had IPF Worlds in America? I don't know. They should have it. Yeah, because wouldn't that be, like, international for other lifters? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, I mean, the Olympics is sometimes held in America. Let's, and it's a cool, like, I think a lot of, if you have it in Texas or somewhere, somewhere cool like Houston or Austin, a lot of lifters will show up. IPF yeah. Worlds, I think that, and it, it'll be cool, and I think it'll bring a lot of spectators, too, because people in Texas are crazy about powerlifting and lifting weights. Mm-hmm. You're a young lifter um, who's accomplished a lot, so what can, what is one piece of advice you would give a younger lifter? I would say just start, like, it's always kind of scary to start because like there's that pressure in high school or in call co- or like, cause high school kids are mean. So like mm-hmm. if you're just posting your fitness online and stuff like that, people are obviously going to like look down on you or like kind of make fun of you. And then that makes you like stop believing in yourself. And so I would honestly say just like, do you like do what makes you happy and always like, look at videos on YouTube for form and stuff like that. You don't want to just go into it like ego lifting and throwing around weights. You need to like actually learn how to lift the weights properly so you could do it for the long run and not get injured. Yeah, that's good advice. And I'm glad you brought up high school because Mm -hmm. you're closer to high school than I am, obviously. Uh, It's been (laughs) a very, very long time. But it feels like high school doesn't change a whole lot. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm in the education system, so I kind of have a firsthand look of high school. Um, yeah, the, the uh, level of judgment in high school is 
not good. And when it's like when powerlifting actually could be that filter where you're not judged, you will still get judged because say if you posted a you know lifting video on Instagram, people may think it's lame. I was like in the opposite where in my high school we were all a bunch of meatheads, and mm-hmm. if you didn't lift weights, they would judge you for not lifting weights. Yeah. So it's like you can't ever win. <laughs> you can't. You can't find uh-huh. your own hobbies even. Mm-mm. High school kids are mean. I remember spending most of my high school, cause, uh, like ninth and tenth grade. Cause after that, I went to middle college. So I went to college in mm-hmm. my tenth or eleventh grade year. Um, but ninth and tenth grade, I remember not having any friends and like eating lunch literally in the bathroom because my anxiety was so bad and I couldn't be around people. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so again, then not to really repeat the same question, but is was powerlifting a good filter for you to get away from that like social anxiety yeah i didn't like start powerlifting when i was in ninth and tenth grade really i just was like at the gym and like doing like lifting and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah definitely it was like the highlight of my day and it was something that i could look forward to and it like what kept me going because um it was just such a rough time in my life and to have that thing like okay I'm gonna go to the gym and I'm gonna feel strong it just made me feel happy yeah <laughs> well, and, like the only source of happiness I kind of felt <laughs> yeah and I, I think a lot of people will feel the same way especially with lifting but did you find it was there a hesitancy or just kind of a bridge you had across because you're female and not exactly a male lifter it's like okay here's another thing i have to deal with uh not really i felt like i never got that like Mm -hmm. i felt like i thought it was cool to be like a girl that lifts and i felt like it was empowering Mm -hmm. because i felt like no one like in my hometown i lived i developed in mexico which is a tiny tiny town and no one really went to the gym there so um it was cool to like be female at the gym <laughs> yeah because i think i've gotten that specifically went to i went when i went to a commercial gym now mm-hmm. i'm at a powerlifting gym you know if you're a female there you're powerlifting you want to get oh. into the power but commercial gym there a lot of the female lifters there were kind of hesitant like to go by the free weight oh, section yeah yeah for sure because they're like oh this is like a man's thing like i don't want to get bulky like we said and yeah. And also, the the meatheads over there were, yeah. you know, if you're a female lifting weights, kind of a shitty experience sometimes. It's Yeah, it could be. Yeah, especially at commercial gyms, I still get that, like, weird feeling. Like, everyone just kind of stares at you when you're, like, doing your crazy arch back bend on the bench. Oh, yeah. And they're like, what the heck are you doing? Uh, I actually forgot all about that, how <laughs> shitty it would be to be not only a, lift, a power lifter at a commercial gym with a bench arch. But a female mm-hmm. power lifter at a and commercial then these guys gym. come up to you and they're like, "You're doing it wrong," and you're like, "Oh my god." <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Or they're like, you know, you're. It's like it's it's a good bench, but you know, maybe if you just it's like, gosh, shut the hell, <laughs> uh, just shut the hell up. I I just I and this and I I just cringe thinking about it. I don't even see it. I'm thinking about in my head, watching a female trying to bench at a commercial gym and having a guy who is wearing a tank top, but not that muscular, uh-huh. tell her that she should bench differently because it's bad for her back. Yep. <laughs> That's more motivation not to go to a commercial gym anytime soon. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
technique <laughs> tip of the week. So what has been one cue or one piece of advice that has helped your lifts the most on any of the three? So it could be squat, bench, or deadlift. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like with my squats, um, I always have to, like, remind myself to keep, like, a neutral head mm-hmm. and find, a, like, a little target point and just keep my eyes fixed on it. And then that helps me a lot, like, keep a neutral spine and not, like, look up or something like that. And then also with um, deadlifts is getting, um, like, sitting back. Mm-hmm. But I still struggle with that, but that's just, like, a cue in my head that I always have to, like, remind myself. Has Go told you to uh, the pencil? The pencil test? No. Armpit? No. Yeah. The, well, Yang, yeah, Yang Su told me this one. Joe has repeated it, so I think it's been some trickle-down uh, cues. But mm-hmm. put a pencil between your armpit, and then that'll keep your delts back. So when oh, you're deadlifting, wow. if you if there's a pencil there and you get loose, the pencil will fall out. Oh, wow. Sophia Rizzuto also said that, and these are all, like, advice from, like, top-notch deadlifters. Oh, so Okay, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Yeah, you don't need to bring a pencil. Just imagine the pencil. <laughs> I I, yeah, it's like called the pencil, or like I think I think Yangsu described it as the pencil test, but in reality, I think you just have to think about a pencil being there. But yeah, okay. that, that that helps people stay upright. I've been I think I'm guilty of that too. I'm not really, even though I maintain an upright position, I think I get forward a little bit. And since Yangsu has told me that, I've been thinking about it a lot more. Sophia repeated that, and then getting my weekly check-ins with Joe. He's been mm-hmm. telling that as well. So I'm like, okay, that's a good cue. It's yeah, like, that is, I never, I, yeah, that's what I struggle with a lot, cue, keeping my back tight. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have a segment on Two White Lights, one of our favorites, Word Association. So you know how to play Word Association, right? No. Okay, so I'm going to give you a word, and you're just going to give me the first word that comes to mind. Okay. So if I say squat, Serena says bench <laughs> so that's the first thing that comes to mind when i say squat so like <laughs> yeah because i'm so used to squat bench deadlift <laughs> i like that all right so how about bench i don't want it uh uh dang it <laughs> um squat wait <laughs> shit <laughs> do it again <laughs> all right well you explained it perfectly you explained it though <laughs> You explain it, because every single time you hear squat, bench, deadlift, you're just going to go back to one of the lifts. But how about deadlift? Oh, legs. Legs? Yeah. As far as development goes, or? I I would say, like, more using it. Okay. Your legs, yeah. I've always said that to people, and because when I got, you lift sumo, correct? Yeah. Okay, so you put sumo on Instagram. And the weirdest, the weirdest criticism I ever got with sumo is I wasn't using enough of my back. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, wait. I that comment like the other week ago too. Yeah, they're like, you're squatting, you're deadlift. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, well, of all the things they got criticized for, they're, this, like, this is not a deadlift. This is a quarter squat. Oh like, my he's God. quarter squatting. His, I'm like, wait, hold on. You guys want me to lift more weight with my back? <laughs> I've been told my entire life not to lift with my back. What the heck? People are weird. <laughs> yeah, I that's and it's it's funny because I always tell people like try to use more of your legs when you deadlift. It's um, 
It's stronger than your back sometimes. Actually, <laughs> most of the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Next word. USAPL. Powerlifting. Nice. Uh, that's one thing USAPL is known for. That and the uh, the pool the pool league. We have oh. we have a battle right now with USAPL powerlifting and pool league. <laughs> so we're we're in a tight battle with them. I think they technically get more viewers too. Mm. YouTube. Funny. Funny. Yeah, I usually what? just watch people on YouTube. What pages do you follow <laughs> on YouTube? I like PewDiePie, um, Danny Gonzalez, Curtis Connor. Uh, they're mostly just, they have nothing to do with fitness. For some reason, I don't watch fitness YouTubers. I used to be, when I first got into powerlifting, or fitness in general, was 3DMJ, Lane Norton, Matt Ogus, really no powerlifters. Mm-hmm. And they, they gave great information. I was really happy I found them. But now, I don't use YouTube mm-hmm. to follow any sort of fitness. Yeah, it's I, weird. I feel like the more you get into like powerlifting, the less you kind of watch it in a way. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I I just use it for watching old movie clips. Yeah, like <laughs> professional wrestling highlights, <laughs> and that's about it. Like that's really <laughs> YouTube for me now. But that's how old I'm getting because I did not know any of the person people you just mentioned. <laughs> they're more like they're not like. They, well, they are famous YouTubers, but they're not, like, super, like, um, who's the most famous person? Logan Paul. They're not like that. <laughs> yeah, because, well, well, my, yeah, like, students will ask me, like, hey, do, do you follow, like, this guy? I'm like, no. Like, what? I'm like, guys, I'm old now. I, I know <laughs> I'm old. I know I'm old because you guys are saying young thing, and I usually was good with keeping up with trends. Like, nope, mm-hmm. I'm old. I know Logan <laughs> Paul probably for all the wrong reasons, but... <laughs> Yeah. Or the right reasons. I have no idea. I don't even know Logan Paul either. All I know is that thing in the forest. Yeah, and, like, that's all the wrong, wrong reasons, but I know him now. So, right? Like, is that, like, half the battle? Just me knowing <laughs> your name? Yeah, I guess people just try to get known, do anything to get known. All right. Speaking of clout, Instagram. Photoshop. <laughs> All right. I like that one. Photoshop. How many people do you think are guilty of Photoshop? I think a lot. Like, especially, like, the really people, like, really famous people on you, um, Instagram. I feel like everyone, I don't know. It's weird because you don't know how much people use Photoshop. And it sucks, though, because it, that just makes you feel even more insecure about yourself when people, like, post super flawless pictures all the time yeah i I've, I've said i got into an argument about that where that's actually like buying buying followers and photoshop because i technically use photoshop but mostly for filters mm-hmm. like you know because i'm not very muscular without the filters so <laughs> yeah i have to i have to help uh, photoshop and make things look cooler but yeah but like, like that's definitely not a problem but like when you alter your body or like alter like um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, like... taking the, like, uh, that, that was a big thing back, like, three or four years ago with, uh, what's her mm-hmm. face? Uh, Paige Hathaway? Oh, yeah. Where it was clear, like, doctored pictures, and she had, like, no waist, but, like, a massive back, and this, mm-hmm. and I always, and I told people, because, like, what's the big deal, you know, it's Instagram, like, it's actually more despicable, it's actually a more despicable act than you think, buying followers, and 
altering pitchers because you're now like feeding into a one false false accomplishment because now people are gravitating towards you to either buy a program or clothing and that's that's deceitful and two massive body image problems where people actually are like self-conscious that they can't ever reach that Mm-hmm. physique and those people themselves can't reach that, that physique Mm-mm. it's terrible like oh i i still like even fall into the comparison well like i think everyone does but it's really bad like social media could be a really bad place mm-hmm. if you like, and you just have to like remember like people just post what they want other people to see and nothing um like everything is just like a second of your life it's not like your whole life (laughs) yeah i agree powerlifting instagram is pretty cool in my opinion can't put a filter Mm -hmm. on a shitty lift um Mm -hmm. i mean you could it just is a (laughs) shitty lift with a filter yeah (laughs) that's that's really what it uh turns down to Mm -hmm. all right and it's it's annoying just taking pictures all the time like even though that's like what i have to do oh i don't have to do it but it kind of gets taxing and annoying Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like you you still do have to do it because one one criticism I have of other people criticizing others is when they make pictures promoting a brand or a product. And we're going to have an episode on this soon coming up, but it's like you guys complain that there's no money in the sport, but when a company is paying you to do something, like that's how you get money in the sport. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how you make money. Money's good. You know, a broke college student can now go to – you know, Africa to compete and like it's that's how it works. That's how everything and that's how things like adjust itself. Mm-hmm. Alright. Next word. Waffles. Peanut butter. Peanut butter goes have you tried Nutella peanut butter waffle combo? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's I fantastic and delicious one. and I do that all the time. Ooh, okay, that's gonna be something. I just had waffles today actually. That's why that's it. Oh. <laughs> it was on there and i'm like yeah she cooks i know that and he said waffles are better than pancakes mm-hmm. which contentious debate but i could go either way on it I, I i had this debate with my brother i'm a pancake guy really yes i think waffles are just perfect because they like could be crispy and then they're like a little uh barricade for your butter or your syrup little places to put it instead of just waffles or pancakes where it just slips off i don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. oh no that was the exact i mean actually my brother did an entire presentation in high school about <laughs> i'm not joking about how why waffles are better than pancakes and he said the same thing but my argument was i like pancakes more than waffles and that <laughs> argument alone debunked him completely <laughs> so i'm like i just like pancakes more and i just kept on saying that and it was it, yeah, it pretty much debunked his entire debate there. Yeah, I, don't, I love waffles, of course. They're great. But if I gave him, give him the choice, give me a pancake. Yeah. All right. How about this? Cosplay. Amber. Are you into cosplay at all? No, I like to, though. Like, for Halloween, it's so fun dressing up and, like, trying to, like, look like someone. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that cosplay is Amber's thing, so I don't try to do it. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's actually that's fair. That's fair. I yeah. you are a very nice younger sibling. I know you, I am. They don't give me enough credit. Like my sisters don't really like me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
But yeah, that's like the younger siblings thing. They always just copy their older siblings, and like you're the one is like, I'm not going to do that. That's rude. Yeah, I feel bad. If- now I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show. That's how like out of it I am with this particular topic. Different from the word association, 2020. This is actually our first episode of 2020. So congratulations, oh. you're the first episode. Yeah, yeah, thumbs up. But 2020, what are, what is the, like the biggest thing you want to accomplish? I know we talked about our goals initially, but for 2020, what's the like the things you want to accomplish? Accepting myself, uh, and being comfortable with myself, and like how I represent myself and not like overthink anything that I post or do or mm-hmm. say. Um, that's like a big thing for me. And then also, um, I would say doing things outside of my comfort zone and doing things that scare me. And also lifting wise is like, I want to be the very best that I can and always just follow Oh, wait, wait, no. Um, I don't know. I guess just be in- intentional with every single lifting session that I do. All right. Those are all some pretty great goals. Overall, I think it was a terrific interview. Thank you. This thank you for yeah, Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have you on again sometime. Door is open. And fan requested interview, number one, done. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. And I feel like it helped me a lot. Like, I feel like it helped me a lot to, like, feel more confident whenever I do, like, interviews like this and everything. So thank you for having me on. (laughs) All right. No problem. And we are going to wrap up this interview. And we are back. Thank you once again, Serena, for coming on to White Lights and giving an excellent interview to people who really want to hear you speak. So thank you for that. And that's going to just about do it for Two White Lights. Um, I, I actually forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, yeah, we got a new um, intro song. Shimmy Shimmy Y'all, old, old Dirty Bastard. I'm a raw lifter. I like it raw. That makes sense. I thought it was awesome. I just really, really, really liked that song, and I'm a really big fan of Wu-Tang, and All the Lights was, for some reason, getting annoying to me. So, yeah, new intro and outro, and I'm very happy about that. Also... We have a lot of really good guests lined up for at least the beginning part of 2020. A few of them I'm incredibly excited for. Some dream interviews, possibly in two months. Who knows? But, um, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Maybe going to try to get in two episodes a week. I know with the hiatus, that word or my word is doubtful for um, some, like, you know, two interviews a week. But, I think we can get it done, get a little bit of that classic Two White Lights where I and a co-host or a guest co-host are talking about a particular powerlifting topic. So, yep, I'm just going to stop rambling because I have a tendency to do that. Thank you for listening to Two White Lights. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Ooh, baby, I like